Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com with your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. This is show number 44, interview on the Oncarlo Morning Show on KTAR Radio in Phoenix. This interview took place on April 3rd, 2008, as the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee was holding a hearing on FAA oversight of the airlines. Daryl Oncarlo is the host of the show, and we spent some time reviewing some of the issues that the committee would likely discuss. Uh, Southwest Airlines uh, testifying today. Again, there were hearings yesterday, all on airline safety. Some of the whistleblowers in the industry saying the FAA has turned a complete blind eye to the problems in the sky and that uh, airliners are flying around with faulty windshields and they're blowing out and forcing, you know, uh, emergency landings. There are cracks in the actual bodies of these uh, these these planes that are flying hundreds of people at a time in directions all across the world. So the question I have, as somebody who flies often, and with the book tour coming up, I'm going to be flying all over the doggone country. Can I tell you? It's caught my attention. Do I want to go up in one of these things? How safe am I? Dr. Todd Curtis is a former airline safety analyst with Boeing, by the way, and the planes in question are Boeing, so he'll know. And he's the founder of airsafe.com. Dr. Curtis, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Daryl. All right. Uh, first of all, in a nutshell, I tried to explain it, but you're on the inside. What is the brouhaha right now? It's just a few planes, isn't it? The brouhaha isn't about the airplanes, really. What it boils down to is that there's a concern right now in the House of Representatives, since they're having the hearing right now, there's a big concern that the FAA is failing in its job of oversight. Bottom line, when it comes to inspecting airplanes, the FAA doesn't do that. The airlines have to do it. So over the decades, they've had to have a partnership. It's like, okay, airlines, you have the expertise, you have the actual people, you do the work, we will closely supervise you, and we will even have our representatives on your staff who will be looking out for the FAA's interest. And somehow or another, this is supposed to work where everyone's playing by the rules right. and planes don't fly with cracks in them. Right, exactly. And so the FAA says, airline industry, you do it, but we will provide the oversight, correct? That's correct. And That's so, how it's worked and worked rather, rather well for decades. And so the FAA, uh, obviously for the system to work with the checks and balances that we love in the American system is, everybody's being honest about the whole program. This is some of the testimony yesterday. The reason given to most inspectors when they're pushed back is, you know, we don't want to impact them financially. That's uh, Tom Brantley, head of the Professional Aviation uh, Safety Specialist, and uh, he was met by this kind of commentary. What I was able to, to determine was that it was pretty rampant. There are a lot of people flying, uh, doing outside commercial flying, so some with letters of authorization from the director of operations and some without letters. I think in a lot of cases uh, uh, there is too much uh, uh, fraternization or whatever you'd want to call it uh, uh, with the airlines. I uh, saw an interview with one of the whistleblowers from the FAA, Dr. Curtis, and he said, I tried to tell everybody nobody would listen, so I finally had to take it to Washington, D.C. myself, and of course he caught a lot of flack for that. We should be pretty concerned, yes? Oh, absolutely, because this is a situation, much like the military, you shouldn't have to jump the chain of command in order to have lawful orders executed. And this is a situation where, in the opinion of the FAA staff person, those orders weren't being executed. Planes were flying when they shouldn't have been flying. It was a pretty black-and-white situation where judgment should not have entered, but judgment did, and apparently not for the better. 
Now, you go to Southwest Airlines because they this thing sort of caught on with them when it was discovered that they had some cracks in some of the older 737s, which I think is the only plane that they fly. So they keep flying. Now they're going to get some fines for it because people knew and didn't say. But then over the course of the last week or two, uh, we see Delta pulls out some of their flights. American Airlines grounds all of theirs. United Airlines has now grounded a bunch uh, on the MD-80s and the 737s. So they're older planes. We would expect this to be on older planes that fly thousands of times a year, wouldn't we? Well, you would expect to have problems crop up over time, which is why maintenance and inspections tend to get more intense as planes get older. Now, some of the listeners might remember 20 years ago this month, as a matter of fact, when the Aloha Airlines aircraft had a piece of the fuselage fly off in flight. Right. Flight attendant was killed. Unfortunately, no passengers were killed. That was a huge wake-up call to the industry. They had uh, many major meetings across the country, and a new set of rules got put out there. If the aircraft is old, there are certain kinds of structural tests that have to be done. And in the case of Southwest, one of those tests wasn't done. Now, as it turns out, the cracks that were found, there were only a few, they were minor, the aircraft weren't at risk. But the big issue was when they realized that they missed the inspections, they should have stopped flying those planes immediately. Southwest, with the FAA person's approval, kept those planes flying for almost 1,500 more flights. When you hear about that $10.2 million fine, right. $10 million of it was for flying them when they shouldn't have. 200000 was forgetting about the test. Wow. And when you say 1,500 more flights, that's about, what, 200,000, 300,000 people about that, yeah. at risk because the FAA and the airline industry uh, are a little too cozy. Now, this is a FAA Acting Administrator uh, Robert Sturgill. Yesterday, he was talking about all the compliance. I want you to listen to his testimony here. We performed almost 2,400 audits of our airworthiness directives and found a rate of compliance of about 99%. Despite what a small few may imply is that our system works and that flying is safer today than at any time in the past. Now, what I find shocking, uh, Dr. Curtis, is here you are explaining to us, look, the FAA is too cozy. We get that in testimony after testimony yesterday. We're seeing the stories pop up all over the Internet. And here, the FAA, speaking to Congress, the top dog says, you know what, this is all bull. We've got great compliance issues. There are no problems. As opposed to what you and I would expect him to say, I will put the safeguards in place myself. This cannot be tolerated. Well, there's even more here with the FAA administrator statement. What he said was 99% were compliant of those they've looked at. Right. What they didn't say was that the FAA said to all the airlines, review 10% of your airworthiness directives, which is a specific uh, set of directives that were violated by Southwest. Look at 10% of them by March 28th. And the numbers he's quoting are from the first initial stage of testing. There are 90% more of these airworthiness directives that have to be reviewed. We could see other things, some of which more serious than what we've seen before. We won't know until the testing is over at the end of June. Here's some more from yesterday's hearings. I asked him directly, what do you want me to do about this investigation? And he said in no uncertain terms, just forget about it. I don't want you to do anything about it. Leave it alone. Former FAA investigator uh, Bill McNeese, he was talking to ABC. He is one of the whistleblowers. He's saying, hey, what do I do? And he was told, leave it alone. It's going nowhere. So as somebody on the inside, somebody who has written books on the uh, subject, who's uh, worked with the airline industry for all of these years, what needs to be done right now where guys like me 
feel like I, I'm going to be safe when I get one, on one of these doggone planes. Well, one of the most important things to be done is actually being done right now. The problems have to be brought to light. A combination of the Congress, the public, the media are all focusing a laser beam of attention on this issue. And will there be safety problems uncovered? That remains to be seen. But the biggest problem, and I agree with the uh, Congress on this one, the biggest problem is the relationship between the FAA and the industry is one of the pillars that keep us safe when we fly. That pillar right now is a little bit weak. And so do we go in as the public now and as the media too, I guess, and start demanding that heads roll after yesterday's testimony? And I don't know the Sturgill guy from Bob, but I'll tell you right now, instead of saying we will get to the bottom of it and we'll fix it, he's spinning it. Hey, everything's in great shape. Is it our place now to start you know, applying pressure to Congress to say, start firing people left and right and let's start with a clean slate? Do we go that far? Well, the first step before we go there is to make sure that the process that is in place is being followed. For example, the principal maintenance inspector, who is the chief FAA representative at Southwest, is apparently un- under some sort of criminal indictment because that was one person who was not going to be at the hearing today. And the chairman of the committee said yesterday that he's not going to be there because of there's a, a legal uh, criminal action being taken. So at least one head is under threat right now. There may be others. That will remain to be uh, shown by the Congress and by the courts. With this all said and done, if you were given an airline ticket today, would you get on the plane? Oh, without any hesitation. Uh, Because, as I pointed out in other venues before, the regulations that are out there, the rules that are in place, are just one of the things that keep us safe. If that were the only thing we relied on, we would not have the safe system, relatively risk-free system that we have today. Everyone involved, from the pilots to the mechanics, even to the executives, no one wants to see airplanes go down in flames. No. no one wants to see passengers delayed. They have an incentive, not just for making a buck percentage, but, uh, but common sense that says to them, we want to make the system as safe and reliable as possible, because I might fly on it, my family might fly on it, my friends might fly on it. I don't want an unsafe system. Dr. Todd Curtis, uh, by the way, the website is airsafe.com. Thank you for helping me make uh, some, some, I guess, decisions based on what I heard in uh, Congress yesterday and what I'll hear after the show today. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. 946, I'm Ann Carlo. This is News Talk 92.3 KTAR. Good stuff. He helped me understand it. So hopefully, you know, he helped you a little bit, too, because we've had these spate of planes that have been grounded, and we're all trying to figure out, hey, is something else going on? Some of you have written to say, do you think there's some sort of a terrorist threat, and they're just not telling us? So who better than to go on the inside and find out? I will tell you how frightened I am again that so many people in America want the government to do everything for you. And here's another example. Again, even though we have safety issues that are both positive and negative, here you've got a government agency turning its back on its very job. And more and more Americans just say, I want no decisions to be made. Let the government do everything for us. So government can take care of everything. They just prove to us again that they have so many, so many situations where they fail. For additional information and other resources related to the issues discussed in this show, please visit faa.airsafe.org. There you'll find links to related resources and links to other resources related to airline safety and security. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.